There are a lot of things that can be done to make sure that a person's asset remains or they, it passes outside of the probate courts. Um, so it's not just for the rich, <laughs> it is for anyone who has an asset, which is everyone. Most of us do what we can to avoid thinking about our own death. But planning for the inevitable is exactly what attorney Pamela Hernandez helps people do. She's an estate planning and probate lawyer in Florida. She says whether you have a huge fortune and multiple properties to your name or just a modest home, you should at least know what will happen to your assets when you're gone. After receiving a request from a few Florida title agents for more education around probate, I sat down with Pamela to talk about the basics that any real estate professional or property owner should know. I'm Amanda Farrell, and this is Title Talks. So thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I really appreciate it. Before we get started, do you mind introducing yourself? Tell me who you are and what you do. My name is Pamela Hernandez. I am an attorney here in the state of Florida. I have been practicing since 2013. I handle probate administration in the state of Florida, also a tax attorney and a state planning attorney. I work for the state of Florida as a senior attorney in the Department of Revenue um, and also as a probate attorney in Florida. Well, so we're here today to talk about probate. Um, can you tell me what is probate? The, the definition of probate in its truest term is just to validate a will. When I was doing some research, two words that I came across uh, that I thought were interesting was intestate and testate. So with testate, it just means the decedent, the deceased person died with the will. Um, and so that you want the court, the probate court, to transfer their assets in accordance with their will. Intestate means that they died without a will, and, and of course, when someone dies without a will or without a valid will, if it wasn't executed properly, then the laws of the state of Florida, and really any state, um, the laws will govern what happens to that person's assets if they die without a will. And so intestate is just that formal process of passing those assets without a will. All right, I see. And of course, depending on what state you die in, those assets can vary, is that true? Or, or how they're divided among um, your, your heirs or your spouses? Mm -hmm. um, can we maybe talk a little bit about that? Sure, yeah, so each state is gonna have laws that governs what happens, um, what happens with testate and intestate succession or um, probate proceedings. So I would encourage everyone to go to the laws of their state. So the Florida Probate Code governs testate and intestate succession under 731 through 740, chapter 731 through 740 of our Florida statutes. Um, with testate succession, of course, the court is gonna respect the last wishes of a decedent if they had a valid will. A valid will in the state of Florida would be, has to be in writing. So the testator or the person making the will will have to write down their wishes in a writing um, that is signed in the presence of two witnesses and a notary. And the notaries also have to sign in the presence of the testator and two witnesses. Um, once they have a valid will, of course, that will is going to govern how their assets are going to be divided, of course, after valid creditor claims are made and paid out. With intestate succession, it's pretty neat. The state of Florida kind of draws like a family tree. Um, and so it really just depends on the types of assets they had. And when I say how their assets pass, it really just depends on 
um, whether it was left in the will or not. Um, so for assets that were passed under the will, if the decedent, if the testator said, I want my house or this car or, or these, this, you know, these family heirlooms or jewelry to go to my heirs or my children, you know, um, outright, et cetera, then normally, you know, the decedent's wishes will be respected and they'll pass according to the will in the probate process. Um, if they did not have a will um, and they died with assets in their name they, or, or, you know, titled assets in their name or their estate's name, mm -hmm. then the probate process is needed. A court order is going to be needed to be entered in order to, to legally transfer the title to that property. So you want to think of probate as a sort of um, a process in which someone died with legal title to some assets in their name. And so because they're not alive, they can't transfer the assets or that title. So a court order is now needed to kind of transfer those assets in someone's name. Um, probate process is going to involve appointing someone called an, a personal representative. Florida, we call it a personal representative, or you may have heard the term executor or executrix. That's the person that's kind of that has that authority, that court granted authority to, you know, um, handle all the last let's um, say handle paying all the last bills of the decedent, handle um, notifying all the beneficiaries or the heirs of the decedent, and actually formally transferring those assets to that person, either under the will or under the laws of the state of Florida. And so the court, the probate process is just, you know, um, responsible for transferring those assets and whether probate is needed, so whether an asset is going to be testate or intestate or passed through, through either one of those um, laws, it's just going to depend how the decedent died if they had a will or if they had um, some other document that transferred title um, to that asset upon to that beneficiary or heir upon their death. Is probate always needed to transfer title when it comes to property or are there other ways to ensure that that happens properly without the process of probate? It's a really good question. It's one that I get very often and so Probate is normally needed when someone, of course, dies with assets in their name um, and there was no, let's say, beneficiary designated or no, um, no one with a joint interest left on title that it can pass automatically to. So take a home, for example. If there was a, if, if someone died and they had a joint interest in the property with another person and it had an automatic right of survivorship, then property will pass automatically by title to the survivor of the two. Or, you know, if, there, if someone had a life interest in a property and they had a remainderman, someone named on a deed or on a title to gain the interest automatically upon the death of the life tenant, then no, no probate would be needed. But if there was no beneficiary designator or if there was no survivor on title and you know the decedent died with property or title solely in their names, and yes, probate would be needed because now a court order would, be, would need to be entered in order to actually transfer legal title to that person. Probate is not always going to be needed. Um, it's really needed when um, decedent had creditors and it need to be paid out and title to an asset needs to be transferred to those heirs or beneficiary. Related to that then, if a surviving spouse, for instance, isn't listed on the deed, um, what usually, or, or the will, what would usually happen in terms of how those assets are divided um, in the state of Florida or in general? Generally, if the, if the surviving spouse's name is not on a title asset, unfortunately probate will be needed. And that's probably one of the most common, I would say one of the common misconceptions is that if I'm a surviving spouse or if I'm a surviving child um, of a decedent that the, the title to the property or the title to an asset automatically 
passed to me just by virtue of me being the surviving spouse or child. And it's not true, especially, you know, in the world of title where names on the deed, you can have dead persons on, on, on the deed, you know, you need something that actually vests title in that one surviving spouse or that, that child or children, for example. So what would typically happen is that probate, you know, is, is going to be needed. And if the decedent had a will, um, it makes it a lot easier. Generally, the will will be respected. There are some other laws that come into play. Of course, being the surviving spouse, surviving spouse would either take title to the property. If the sole surviving spouse and no children, then the surviving spouse would take 100% of the property or title to that property. If the surviving spouse, let's say, had children with the decedent, all of the same children, then that surviving spouse will still take 100% of the, the title to the assets or the, or the assets of the decedent. It gets a little tricky when the decedent had children that are not children of the surviving spouse because then by law, Florida laws would kind of split the interest between the surviving spouse and the children, so on and so forth. So it gets a little more complicated, but just a short version of it would be probate will still be needed to figure out who has rights to what and to divide those rights equally. So that's really important then to emphasize how important a, a will is yes. <laughs> in, in, in situations like this. Um, I can see families having some major issues after someone passes away yes. and dividing those assets. So just, just to ensure that there's no family drama afterwards, I can yeah. imagine it's really important that you have your your will and testament recorded properly. Absolutely, and one thing I would say, so to, in order to sort of avoid <laughs> probate, you know, probate, probate can be long and complicated and we'll talk about the timeframes for probate, but probate can be long, complicated, it can be costly, and it can really lend a result that the decedent never wanted in the first place. So a will is good to record your last wishes. You know, I have this surviving spouse, I have these children, um, or I even have these stepchildren, you know, these are my family members. I want this to go to my friend over here, or I want, you know, these assets to be split among three of my four children, you know, and so, if a decedent wants something very specific, then they need to make their last wishes known in a valid will. Because otherwise, if you don't have that will, if the court never knows your last wishes, and the court is just bound by law to give title to these assets by law under intestate succession. So one thing I would like to remind everyone is that the will in and of itself also has to go through probate. You know, probate, the term itself, like I said earlier, means to validate a will. And so once the will is validated, things pass in accordance with the will, but it has to be probated in the first place in order to pass in accordance with that will. Another misconception I get is that, you know, I have a valid will, is probate really needed? And the answer is yes, if, if you need the court to validate that will and enter an order to actually transfer title to something, you know, title, that order is gonna be recorded in county records to transfer title to, you know, certain assets, then yes, you have to go through the court probate process. So always do a valid will because you want your last wishes to be respected. But what we do, um, and what I do as an estate planning attorney, estate just meaning your assets, an asset or financial planning, is going that extra step and making sure probate won't be needed in the first place. So we have the will as a backup over here to respect my wishes, but while you're living, make sure you do certain things that actually transfer either the present or future interest to these assets, to the beneficiaries that you want to inherit in the end. So for example, if I have a house, you know, I have a house or I have a condo investment property that I want to go to, you know, my children in the end upon my death, and I want them to go through a long, lengthy, expensive probate, then there are things under Florida law that I can do 
to transfer that future interest to my children. For example, I'm married and so my husband and I can take a life interest in our property and we can transfer a remaining interest at death upon the death of the survivor of my husband and I. We can transfer a remaining interest to our children, our heirs, our beneficiaries in that example, such that when we, the last of the two of us to die, our children will automatically get the remaining interest in our property. We recorded what's called a ladybird deed or enhanced life estate deed. It's a tool to transfer future interest to property. If we did that, then it's already recorded, you know, in, in county records. We've already transferred that interest, that future interest to the property to our remaining men such that probate will not be needed. Title to that property passes outside of the probate court upon our death. Enhanced life estate deeds or life estate deeds themselves, even taking title to property with joint interest with rights of survivorship. So survivorship rights um, will be great ways to make sure that titled property passes outside of probate. Other ways to make sure that titled property passes outside of probate is having a revocable trust. And we won't get into too much detail, um, but people can create trust and transfer the title to that asset, to that trust, such that when they die, the title is passing under the terms of that trust by the trustee and it remains outside of probate if it was titled properly in the name of the trust. Other simple ways may be, you know, your assets like 401ks or retirement plans, life insurance policies, bank accounts. Accounts that have transfer on death beneficiary designations or payable on death or any sort of beneficiary designation. If you designate that beneficiary, then that asset is going to pass in accordance with that beneficiary designation and not under a will or, or not in the probate courts. So there are little tricks and nuances that myself as an estate planning attorney that I'll advise clients to utilize to make sure that you don't need the probate process in the first place. But we still always have the will as a backup. Otherwise, it's just going to, Florida's just going to draw a neat little family tree for you and transfer the title in accordance with your, basically your bloodline. We'll be right back. Title Talks is produced by PropLogix. PropLogix knows that most closing agents don't have time to sit on hold or engage in endless email chains to get property information. That's why we developed a full suite of time-saving services like lien searches, HOA searches, and release tracking. To learn more about the different ways your organization can reclaim that time and use it to grow your business, visit proplogics.com backslash services. Now, back to Title Talks. As a, a single woman and I don't have children, I would want to leave any sort of property I have to my nieces most likely. So would I have to then within the state of Florida create a will to determine that or a trust for them? How does that sort of work for people who don't have children or don't have spouses? Really good question. So if you want specifically your nieces, you know, nieces or nephews to inherit property, you're single, like you said, and if you, so if you were to die single, without a spouse, and you have living parents and brothers mm -hmm. and sisters, if you really wanted your nieces to inherit that property, then you either want to have a will, the will's still gonna to have to be probated, of course, or create a revocable trust, and make sure that your nieces are the beneficiaries of that trust. And if you transfer the property to your trust at that time, or during your life, you know, and direct that the trustee, of course, give that property to your nieces at your death, then it will go straight to your nieces. Or in your will, if it's probated at your death, then you tell the probate court, you know, here are my nieces, I want the property to go to them. 
Otherwise, when you die, like I said, Florida kind of creates this neat family tree through intestate succession, so died without a will. And what will happen is you being single, if your parents are alive, what's going to happen is that your property is going to go to your parents. And then if your parents are not alive, then it's going to go to the children of your parents, so your brothers and sisters, your brother, if you only have a brother. And then if your brother was not alive, then it's going to, you know, so it's, it just kind of continues to go on through the family tree. So it would not go directly to your nieces. It's going to go through, you know, your parents then your brother, then the nieces. For other single persons who may not have nieces and nephews in that same scenario, then it's gonna go back up to the parents and split equally between maternal and paternal bloodlines to be split among their families. So it kind of gives the result, like you, know, like you just showed, it kind of gives the result that you don't want. So it's really important to let your last wishes be known. That is good to know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mentioned, how long does the process of probate usually take? So probate in and of itself is going to depend on how long the decedent has been dead and also the overall value of the probate administration. And so if the decedent has been dead for more than two years or if the overall value of the deceased person's assets their estate value is under $75,000, then they'll qualify for a much shorter probate process that we call the summary probate administration. However, if the overall value of the decedent's assets exceeds $75,000, and if they've been dead for under two years, then their estate, their probate, is going to be the formal probate administration. Um, it's gonna involve notifying creditors and giving them um, the statutory time frame to file creditor claims, notifying you know all the beneficiaries, et cetera, so it's involving a lot of notice and it's a much more extended time period. It's going to involve a lot of formal accounting of the decedent's assets. And so the administration of that sort of probate estate, I would say, would be a minimum of about six months. It can extend a year or even beyond one year, just depending on the sort of issues involved, the sort of creditor claims involved, the sort of property that is involved in it. Just to clarify, so I want to make sure I understand this. Sure. People can avoid a lengthy probate process if certain measures are taken beforehand unless you have creditors that need to be paid out upon your death. Is that correct? Yeah, so I would say some of the better ways to avoid the lengthy probate process, some of the factors that you can control, can of course control the facts relating to, you know, whether or not the decedent, the value of their assets or, you know, the time period or frame in which they been dead in most situations you can't control that so for the things that heirs or beneficiaries can control there are ways to avoid a lengthy probate process one thing I usually recommend to my clients is get together figure out the information figure out some things ahead of time search through the decedent's records and see if they had a valid will look at the will make sure you know that all of the persons that are identified in that will is having an interest in the estate notify them get together with them ahead of time try to make sure that you're all on one page try to make sure you have valid addresses for them as well try to make sure you contact the correct external third parties where the decedent's assets are located try to get that information ahead of time so try to information gather as much as you can ahead of time. Those sort of things kind of prolong probate proceedings. I would say get together with all the heirs and beneficiaries and try to work out something amongst yourselves. You know, if they can, if they can get on one page, it makes it a lot easier um, in administering a probate estate. So those are some things, some ways to avoid a lengthy probate proceeding. One of the ways that a decedent, while the decedent's living, of course, can avoid the lengthy probate proceeding would be through that estate planning. And estate planning is a fancy term, which essentially just means asset planning. So asset or wealth planning 
during, during a person's life and um, for their asset transfer at their death. So doing things like we said, um, special deeds that transfer interest in property or even trust, those are ways to make sure that your heirs or your beneficiaries are not going through a lengthy probate proceeding. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, when you, you hear estate planning, it sounds like something really rich people yes. do, but pretty much it's for anyone who yes. has property and wants to ensure that their family, when they're going through that grieving process, mm -hmm. has a pathway to ensure that your final wishes are executed properly. Yeah. Another misconception would be that, you know, only rich people estate plan, and I can tell you it's not true. Probate in Florida can be very lengthy and it can be expensive. You know, you're talking about probate costs, statutory costs, or what the, by statute, the Florida legislature thinks is a reasonable fee um, for probate administration is 3% of the overall value of a probate estate. So, you know, when you're talking about, you know, it's just, it's just a house, even if it's a person's homestead, you know, their primary residence that, that may pass through the homestead laws in Florida to their heirs and or their surviving spouse, even if it's just that house, well, you know, just, just passing that house alone can mean a couple of thousands of dollars in attorney's fees and probate court filing fees. And, and yes, if the title to that property remains in the decedent's name, then yes, you're going to need that probate. You know, I've even had someone with an estate as small as about $7,000. And it was just because um, an insurance policy. While this person, while the decedent was living, um, they had someone named as a beneficiary designated on an insurance policy. Policy wasn't large at all, maybe about, you know, ten dollars or $12,000, um, but that the beneficiary died while the decedent was living and they just never went back and you know made sure they updated all their beneficiary designations such that when they died the policy ended up coming into you know their name and probate is needed and so when you have very small assets you know seven thousand dollars ten thousand dollars you would think that probate would not be needed in some instances it's not but you have small assets you know probate is still needed a house a lot of people say well you know i just I just own a house. You know, the only thing I have is a house. So surely I don't need to estate plan or plan for the transfer of that asset. You know, it's just going to go to this person in the end, but probate is going to be needed if, you know, the students is the only name on title. And so estate planning is for everyone. You know, there are a lot of things that can be done to make sure that a person's asset remains or they, it passes outside of the probate courts. Um, so it's not just for the rich. <laughs> it is for anyone who has an asset, which is everyone. A big thanks to Pamela for sharing these tips with us. Next time on Title Talks, we'll bring you part two of my conversation with Pamela on the ways probate affects title rights and real estate closings. Title Talks is produced by PropLogix and myself. Original music is by Cole Sando. Original graphics are by Jordan Norris. If you have an idea for an episode, please email us at title.talks at proplogix.com. That's P-R-O-P-L-O-G-I-X.com. Until next time, Happy closings.